Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. answer the question until you ask it correctly hello and welcome to the reformatory the podcast for the local church by the local church it's where we engage in life's most burning questions theology culture without taking ourselves or others very seriously at all and sometimes we get in trouble for that but it's fun my name is josh loftus and i'm the preaching pastor at port gardner church in everett washington I am said other troublemaker, Jack Berry. It's true. We are we do get in trouble, but yeah. misery loves company, and mm-hmm. it's always better when you can get in trouble with somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. Because then you know the pain that I'm feeling right now is shared. You have accomplices. Yeah. You have allies. Exactly. Exactly. Go yeah. to jail with them, maybe. <laughs> Hopefully not. We're going to be sellies. We're going to be sellies. Dude, we get to be sellies. <laughs> yes. I'm all for that. Oh, man. I'm all for sellies. You got to have a good celly. Now all I'm thinking about is that one movie. What is it? Get uh, get hard or get tough with Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart in it. Oh yeah, where he, <laughs> he like doesn't he like cornrows like Will Ferrell's yes, hair or something like that. So weird. That's so. That's just it's odd. So weird. That's odd. Well, Jack, we already have a very special relationship because on my way down here today, mm-hmm. something weird happened. Well, it wasn't on my way down here, so I was getting ready. Uh, I finished work. And then I was like, "Okay, gotta go get, gotta go home, gotta get ready," because uh, I'm, no, I know I'm gonna go meet Jack, mm-hmm. and we're gonna record some apps. We're gonna record some reformatory for all you glorious, beautiful people. Um, I'm getting ready, and in the process of getting ready, and I, I feel like this might be sharing too much, but I've already started the story, and I don't have anything better to open this podcast with. So I slathered like, like, like a honeyed ham. <laughs> Clone, oh, like I made myself smell. Like I'm surprised you didn't say anything. Like I smell fantastic right now, um, and I did it for you. But I don't subconscious. I don't know why I did it because I did it, and then I was like, wait a second, it's just Jack. What subconsciously? Yeah. Like I feel like we need some. <laughs> I feel like we got to suss this out, buddy, because it's gonna be <laughs> weird if we don't. And I'm always gonna be looking sideways at you for the for the rest of the time. All I can think about when you put this on your Twitter. 
is just the anchorman <laughs> continual quotes in my head of just like 60% of the time it works every time. And it's like, <laughs> that smells like pure gasoline. <laughs> and then it like divulged into, or is that the right word? Not divulged. It di- diverted. Yeah. Div- diverted. Sure. I guess so. Yeah. And ju- just a couple of us on Twitter talking about how we actually like the smell of gasoline. I don't know what that is, but I do. It's weird. I don't know why. Everyone's like, well, don't, don't smell gasoline. It smells I can, good. I can kind of understand this because in the military, there was like a certain a certain kind of vibe you had tied to yeah, when yeah. you started up your vehicles and it had that kind of fuel smell to it and yeah. whatnot. But I mean, like hey, those, that's, that's part of growing up in central Washington. I, mean, I, I just too. hang out at gas stations now. Oh, my God. It's so weird. I'm just that guy who like walks up to people just like, hey. Some nice smelling gas you got there. <laughs> I feel, I feel this is this is going into possible rehab territory, dude. dude I don't have a problem until I say I have a problem. Okay. Oh my god. There's, there's like an AA group for 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 gasoline sniffers. Man, like, hey, I don't I'm know Josh. if that exists, but I sniff man. gasoline. Yeah, that is rough. I like the unleaded stuff. The premium stuff gets a little floofy for me. A little boutique. I'm not into those boutique gasolines, oh, Jack. You had to, you had to shoot you had to shoot a shot across my bow about saying boutique stuff because Dude, I like boutique cigars. That's what I do. That that I shoot stuff across your bow. I know. Yeah. Well. So what? <sighs> I feel like this that none of this worked. <laughs> You ever get Whatever. done with a bit and you're just like, that was just awful. Like, we just got to can this. Everybody likes this, Anchorman. If you don't like Anchorman, over. you need to watch that about 10 times over. Oh, right? my goodness gracious. Just, yeah, sure. I don't know. I've actually, I don't think I've ever seen Anchorman. <laughs> oh, Will man. Ferrell, Will Ferrell is a hit and miss for me. Like, he was funny in the cowbell sketch with Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah. And uh, when he voices Megamind. <laughs> that's that cartoon is fantastic man those are Other some that, stark dude, contrasts of will ferrell well, yeah, well yeah but i mean he's kind of a one-trick pony i feel like a lot of people are just gonna just mad at me right now but it's true i i, I think it's true you know what's not a one-trick pony though jack Biblical theology. I, <laughs> I knew you were gonna say yeah, something yeah. like that. I, I got nothing. I am off my game today, dude. I feel like I feel like I was on it last ep. Like I was sharp. Yeah. I was moving and I wasted it all. And now we're just gonna be talking. Shut all your shots, man. Dude, so. it's just gonna be a regular reform podcast now. <laughs> just like two white guys with beards being boring and talking about theology. Which I guess is just what I it, mean. Hey, do. that's that's the new midlife crisis, I guess. So. Oh, fine, let's just do this. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, in all honesty, um, so we're continuing just kind of this. Uh, what what is a healthy church? What are the nine marks of a healthy church, if you will? Mm-hmm. We are using the nine marks book, um, nine marks of a healthy church by Mark Dever. Mm-hmm. Fantastic book. Yeah. Uh, I think everyone should have a copy, whether you are in leadership or you're a member or you're trying to. You know, you're <clears throat> trying to figure out, you know, what 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 does a good church look like? How do I know I'm in a healthy church? What do I look for uh, when I am searching for a church? How do I know it's healthy? You got to get this book. It's a fantastic book. Nine Marks of a Healthy Church by Mark Dever, and we covered uh, covered expositional preaching last ep, mm-hmm. and this ep, we're getting into biblical theology, uh, which is a pretty large topic 
yeah. biblical theology, um, but a necessary and important one. So, Jack, walk us through a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this over to you. I'm gonna give you a softball. Mm-hmm. What is biblical theology, and why is it important? Yeah. So I would say, first of all, biblical theology in and of itself, you're trying to understand who God is through the grand story of Scripture. Yes. Both Old and New Testament. You're trying to follow the narrative of Scripture and how it is shaping your understanding of who God is, right? And honestly, there is some big-time rabbit holes you can go through. Dude, that have I remember like so I have been a pretty big proponent of biblical theology and especially since going into seminary a lot I get I think both biblical theology and systematic theology need one another. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. True. But biblical theology is really I think right now why it's so kind of in vogue or niche right now to our culture is because we're so geared towards story and because Mm -hmm. we want a good story, right? And so you look at that in the sense of we like a good movie because it has a good story and it, and it has good acting in it to tell that story. Yeah. Right. Or we watch a show because it's intriguing us with this plot and storyline and the plot thickens and we like it more and more because of the characters and we get invested with those characters um, the same way scripture is doing that, but in a way bigger, infinite way and talking to us directly about how we are created by God, how we are designed by him. How is this whole thing unraveling about who God is and how we can understand them through the bigger grand narrative of scripture and kind of through different I would say phases of scripture as well too. Yeah, so. yeah, it's a, it's a grand narrative of creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Yep. Right? Yeah. And seeing how God reveals himself in each of those phases. They're not dispensations, people. Nope. Not dispensations. None of that in here. None of that. None of that. None of that dispensation. <laughs> no. Nah. Um yeah, and you see God's glory being put on display in each of those phases through Mm -hmm. creation, creating this beautiful world, creating us in his own image. Mm -hmm. You see God's glory manifested in the fall, Mm -hmm. right? In, in looking toward the future promise of a savior. Yeah. Right. And then when that savior is finally here, that reconciliation that happens Mm -hmm. uh, and God reuniting sinners to himself and then ultimately at the end of time when everything is restored again and God makes everything the way that it was mm-hmm. uh, God's glory is put on display throughout the entirety of scripture yeah right and that 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 is the point that is yeah. the point of scripture is the glory of God through the through the proclamation of Christ in his gospel right yeah Plus, and, and I mean, we can get, I mean, there's so many different offshoots to biblical theology too. Um, I think biblical theology does offer us in a sense about how we understand who God is or certain titles sure. for who right. Jesus is. Um, I know one really great uh, time period in seminary where we were talking about um, like the biblical theology of firstborn 
Mm. And yeah. man, that would was that was blowing my mind because a lot of people don't understand how that um, that word is used sometimes, and how it applies to certain people and places, and especially to Jesus. But then even the idea of that going back into um, just Jewish society and culture, how that affects how we understand what the firstborn means. So Jesus is called the firstborn over all creation, right? And we would understand that in a more biblical theological way of Jesus is the chosen one right. over all creation. Because yeah. in when you trace kind of those lines back to what it means a uh, firstborn, you'll see that even David's called the firstborn, but he's not really the firstborn. Right. He's, what is he, like the, the last son out, uh, of, he, out of five or yes. six sons? I'm, yeah. I'm, too, yeah. I'm really bad. Yeah. I'm showing how bad of a Christian I am by not knowing this, apparently. You know what, so. yes, your entire salvation <laughs> hinges upon knowing where David was in his family line. But yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyways, Going that, that terminology, firstborn, is being used as chosen one. Yes. And so we can trace that in a biblical theological way by going in the text and seeing how that word's used over and over and over again. Right. Um, and we can see it through narratives. We can th- see it through certain uh, ways that Scripture is talking about somebody in a certain way. Uh, we can use uh, how Scripture is kind of juxtaposing different things, uh, certain covenants upon one another to a certain way to kind of build upon that. And yep. I mean... You can just get really you nerdy in biblical theology. Yeah. And I recommend it. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's a worthwhile uh, exploration because uh, what, what ends up happening is the more and more you study uh, biblical theology and learning about God in the context of Scripture, um, the more, I think, you come to an appreciation and a, a sense of awe to the sovereignty of God, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, just just seeing how His plan perfectly worked out and intentional, it not never reactionary, and seeing how His plan from the beginning of time was to bring Himself glory through the gospel, and seeing the glimpses you know, dim and blurry in the Old Testament, but but still seeing it, seeing seeing what it's pointing to, and then yeah. finally the culmination in the person of Christ yeah. when we see all things clearly, right? It's just, mm-hmm. it's an amazing experience to learn about God and the gospel through the context of the biblical narrative, biblical theology, right? Mm-hmm. So that's all well and good, and I think people will be like, well, yeah, no, that sounds great. Love it. That's, that, that's a good thing to get into personally, what does that have to do with a local church, right? How do we bring that in? Why is that one of the nine marks of a local church and that biblical theology is one of the main tenets of that local church? How how do we bring that in? Yeah, I think part of it is, uh, you know, we're supposed to be people of the book, so to say, Mm -hmm. people of Scripture, and it's good to understand the storyline of Scripture, um, and if we don't understand that, then we're not really understanding the gospel. No. 
and how to well, communicate and, the and gospel. And we're not understanding God. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, biblical theology is important not only to understand uh, its kind of um, anthropo- anthropology kind of roots. I'm... Man, my tongue is not going to be working okay. on that Sorry. on that ten dollar word, but <laughs> take it slow. Anthropomorphic, maybe anthropomorphic. Yes, um, Say it understand, with an understanding <laughs> of man, um, and so understanding the entire narrative of Scripture is going to help you not only in understanding who God is, but also who you are, also mm. who God's people are, also understanding who is the Christ and why He needed to come. And then understanding the, hopefully, just the glimpse of future things to come. I'm not trying to get dispensational, but I'm just saying, there's an understanding. You're going dispensational. You me. can see through a mirror dimly, so I, to say. I sense it. <laughs> I sense. Good. Good. <laughs> How Lindsay is happy with you. in the force. <laughs> Blood moons. <laughs> Okay, take it easy uh, there, John Hagee. Uh, yeah, John Hagee, John Hagee. <laughs> so there he's like, I feel a disturbance in reformdom. <laughs> Another one has joined our cause. Oh my gosh. Oh my uh, <laughs> no, that, well, that's exactly right. I mean, I mean, who was it? It, it was, it was Tozer that said the most important thing about you is what comes to your mind when you think about God, mm-hmm. right? And we, we don't understand who God is. It's impossible to understand who God is without Scripture, yeah, and without biblical theology. Yeah, um, we can't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you can learn. There's a God. There are there are natural ways to understand aspects about God. Right? The yeah. heavens declare His glory. Mm-hmm. You can look at creation and see that He's a that He's uh, that he's an artist, <laughs> right? Yeah. And that he is powerful and that yeah. he's, he's huge, but, but it doesn't, it doesn't give you, it doesn't give you the why or the, so what, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's just enough to condemn you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Frankly, if we're, yeah. you know, I mean, that's what Roman says, you know, and it's, we need biblical theology in our churches, from our pulpits, in our studies, in daily life, because we'll never understand where 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 we where we fit in all this and what what our what our purpose is as Christians without first understanding who God is mm-hmm. and we need we need biblical theology to show us look look he's first and foremost he's holy mm-hmm. he's a holy god mm-hmm. which because of that has certain requirements <laughs> yeah uh it requires us to be sinless and perfect Right. And obviously we can't do that. And boom, you get right into the gospel. Right. So what we engaged in right there was theology, biblical theology, taking what is told about God from Scripture and applying that to our life, learning more about him and then learning our what our biblical response to that should be. Right. And you need that in church. You need to you need to have that foundation of who is God. And why is that important if we're going to even begin to understand what, I mean, ultimately the gospel's about, but then how should the gospel be affecting our lives? Yeah, I think it also affects, too, of how we're seeing um, a transference happen between the Old and the New Testament. So, mm. Oh, yeah. Um, so there is a—we have our English Bibles, yes, and then we have the Tanakh. Yes. The Tanakh is basically an, the Jewish ordering of the Old Testament. 
And I personally like the Tanakh ordering a little bit better because the way in which it sets up the narrative for the New Testament is like spot on. So at the end of Chronicles, which the Tanakh ends at Chronicles, it doesn't end at Malachi. Right. It ends at the book of Chronicles. It has people going to Jerusalem because um, as the the Persian king was saying, I think it's Anaxerxes was saying, your God reigns there. So you're having this anticipatory feeling of, okay, we go to Jerusalem and our king's going to be there. Right. And then the next in Matthew, there you go. I mean, Matthew is chronicling, basically he's giving you the line of, of David and he's saying, this is the king. Jesus is the king of all the nations who's reigning. And here he is. And so, um, yeah, it, uh, it's so cool. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the stuff. No human author could plan that no, out. No, no, no human no. author could plan out that kind of no. plot. No, Christopher line. Nolan on his greatest day, <laughs> on his most interesting and creative afternoon, would not even come close. Take that, Ready Player One. Take that. <laughs> Ready Player One was an awful movie. Oh, man. It was Ready- so bad. The best Man. part of Ready Player One was the soundtrack, and it's just because it had Van Halen. True, true. That's it. It's like Steven Spielberg just threw up 80s over that entire thing. He threw up and, pop culture all over And that thought thing. that it was going to be good enough. <laughs> he was just like, you know what? We could have no plot whatsoever, but I'll give them Rush and Van Halen, and they'll be happy. And I'll give them the Back to the Future soundtrack y- Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, yes, was it enjoy? It was like, it was like eating a really bad brownie. It's just like, am I enjoying it in the moment? Yes. Am I going to finish it? Yes. I still How do I to feel? watch that movie, though, because of You the, haven't watched it yet? Oh, I, no, I watched oh, it. Oh, you watched it. I watch it. it. Okay. That's like a guilty pleasure movie, though. It, well, yeah, it is. Like, can't watch I mean, it all the time, but no, I watch it every now can't. and then just to get that. It's like, yeah, exactly. Get them culture vibes going. That's right. It's like, you know what it's like? It's like Pizza Pockets. You know, Pizza Bites. Pizza. They're whole, like, it's not pizza. <laughs> bagel but, Bites? But I love them. Bagel Bites or something else. Those Those things... <laughs> I can't do bagel bites. <laughs> With those pizza bites, though, man, that's good stuff. But yeah, so so biblical biblical theology tells us, and you know, to take a take a note from the book, look at the the application of what biblical theology tells us about God. Mm-hmm. Right? It's is is he he's a creator. He's holy. We've already covered those. He's faithful. Mm-hmm. Having a faithful God mm-hmm. uh, in a world of just of faithlessness <laughs> uh super super important he's a loving god how does he manifest his love toward us mm-hmm. by sending his son mm-hmm. right manifested in the person of jesus christ he's a sovereign god knowing that everything we go through as a church all the hurts all the pains are in the hands of a sovereign god that's not just sovereign and absent right mm-hmm. he's sovereign and faithful he's sovereign and loving He's sovereign and holy, right? So you, you, you begin to realize very quickly how important having a correct view of God and a correct view of Scripture mm-hmm. is in the practical life applications of everyday living, mm-hmm. right? And when you talk about how that manifests itself in the church, it's even more important that we have a solid understanding of who God is because we need to know who are we worshiping, Right? We're showing up here for something. Yeah, we need to understand who we're worshiping, mm-hmm. 
-hmm. and we need to understand why we are worshiping him, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Biblical theology is super, super important for the local church. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just, um, it goes, it helps us, um, like I said, what we've been talking about, it helps us understand who God is through the narrative of Scripture. You can get really in-depth in biblical theology, like I said, and that oh, yeah. really helps you to understand certain aspects of Scripture um, in which it's going to be harder for you to understand, but if you trace those things over time throughout the biblical narrative, you're going to understand them way better. Um especially just different topics, you're going to understand them better in, in the lens of biblical theology because you're tracing it all the way back to the beginning of the story of Scripture all the way through to um, the future time to come of Scripture. So, oh, No, no, that's exactly right, man. There's a really cool quote in here. I want to read this. It's, it's, uh, it's, in, it's in the chapter of uh, biblical theology. It says, The story of the Bible is one story. Mm-hmm. For all of its characters, plot lines, and authors, the unifying theme is the one true God making, loosing, rescuing, and keeping one people all for his own glory. This is biblical theology. Mm. Like mm-hmm. th- That's solid, dude. Yeah. That is solid. All you Mark, Mark Dever haters, take a hike. <laughs> that is solid. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He's yeah. Baptist. Can't can't lie. Baptist can't lie, dude. Yo, okay. <laughs> can't lie. Okay. <laughs> Taking it there. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> great. You got to define what kind of Baptist you're talking about because there's a lot of Baptists out there that uh, lie through their their teeth. <laughs> they're non sixteen ninety nine teeth. They're non sixteen. <laughs> they're fundamentalist teeth. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, dude, it's, it's important. I think we need to, uh, we need to, I think biblical theology needs to come out of the preaching. It needs to come out of the teaching. It should affect our lives Mm -hmm. and everything should be kind of through everything we do. Everything we say should be kind of through the lens of, you know, what, what ultimately does this say about God, right? Because if we want to be good ambassadors for Christ, we need to understand who Christ is yeah, so that we can be like him. Right. Yeah. I mean, we've seen the consequences of, we've seen the consequences. And I think we are seeing the consequences in the church today of not having a biblical understanding of who God is. Sure. Yeah. We're going to keep vacillating from one idea of God to another, and we're going to have culture try and explain who God is. And that's not going to be a good thing. Like we talked about in expository preaching, Please do not have culture try and explain who God is. Stop it. Stop <laughs> I think it. it I think there is an imprint. There definitely is an imprint. I'm not I'm not gonna say that there isn't some sort of uh, divine influence to a certain degree, but don't let the culture be your utmost understanding of who God is when scripture is actually informing you who God is. And that story is way more interwoven. Um, to what we're going through right now. You know, right now we are living, the church is living in a certain particular place and time, and we need the story of God, his, his word, to inform us who he is and inform us who we are as well, too. So, um, especially to give us hope, I think, at this time period, too. Um, 
I think you could probably do some sort of biblical theology of hope. <laughs> oh, church yeah. hope or, you know, hope within the church. And uh, you can definitely find instances of that in, in Scripture as well, especially in the epistles. But, um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy, I mean, systematics, like I said, biblical theology and systematics need each other. But I like biblical theology a smidgen better because it's talking about the story and the story is developing and it's the plot is thickening throughout it and you're understanding God more and more and more as it goes through. So, Well, you're all about that Wayne Grudem Sistio. No. I know it. No. Oh, he's your fave. No. You've got the shelves Dude, there shelves is of so... Why, why, why do you got to bring up No Way, Wayne? <laughs> Grudem. <laughs> Grudem. No. Dude, Grudem. Yes. His I have Louis Burkoff. Paramount. Sistheo, if anything. The 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 rush the the Mount Rushmore of Sistheos. Grudem is George Washington. For you. I know this. <laughs> I know this. I'm like banging my head up against the wall right now as I look over at Josh. <laughs> yeah, so. it's true. Yeah, it's no. Me. I mean, not not to put too much hate on Grudem, but there are better Sistheos. Right. But again, systematic theology, historical theology, it's nothing without biblical theology. Yeah. Right. Biblical theology really is the core of it. Mm -hmm. You need to understand who God is through the context of Scripture in order to even begin to understand how systematic theology works, historical theology works, how anything works. We need to understand who God is. Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah. It's that important. So biblical theology is vital. In the life of a church, if you are going to a church now um, that doesn't make God known to you through teaching and preaching, and you can't, you can't honestly say that, like, I understand more about who God is now than when I first started coming to this church. I would say that's kind of a red flag, mm. and and I'd encourage you to you know humbly go talk to your leaders about that. Uh, mm. Don't be cagey, don't don't go up and be like you ain't preaching the gospel. You don't even know who God is. Are you even saved? I'm Boy. saved. I'm Boy. saved. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> there's too many. There's too many cagers doing that right now. Um, and if you're looking for a church, this should be one of the barometers that you use when you hear the preaching and the teaching. Mm-hmm. Are they making God known? Are they yeah. making him grand? Mm-hmm. Right? Are they doing uh, proper theology when they are engaging with the text and that not making it about us, making it about God and showing how it fits with the greater narrative of Scripture, ultimately culminating in Christ and his gospel? Right? Use those as a barometer to. Basically, as a barometer of of like this, this church is doing what they're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, and and if you find a church that's doing that, uh, if they're doing that right. It's an, it's important. It's yeah. it is important. Absolutely. I got nothing. To, I got. I'm speechless. You're so. speechless, <laughs> dude. I left you speechless. I left you speechless and in tears. Yeah. And. Possibly bleeding, tear. <laughs> bleeding from the head from all the <laughs> head banging you were doing oh a gosh. little while ago. Oh, dude, seriously. Um, yeah, man. No, it's good stuff. 
I like this. I, I like this series. I think mm. I think this is a good series. I think when I posed the series, I was like, I don't know if Jack's this might be too nerdy for Jack. But I forgot. oh, dude, I can get down on the nerd stuff. Uh, dude, you are a big nerd. Yeah, you, you might be a bigger nerd than me. I'm I'm secret nerd. People don't you look are. at me. People and say look at nerd. you. It's true. They see like you the gotta gruff, peel like, back the onion layers. Like oh, this this guy with his beard and this guy with his with his fancy rings <laughs> and this guy Com- with combat, combat, rings. combat combat veteran. <laughs> Over there, probably listening to Five Finger Death Punch oh, in his no, lifted truck, no. drinking monsters, lift, oh. drinking monsters. That's that, that's Jack. We all, no. we all know that's what you're doing. Oh. Reading his Wayne Grudem. You're killing me with the Wayne Grudem guy, dude. <laughs> seriously, man. Yeah, you don't. You fit the you fit the vet mold like outwardly. <laughs> Pretty well, dude. You know there's a mold. I, I do know there's. You a mold. know there's a mold. I yes. I feel like I'm more the sophisticated vet mold. Let's yeah. be honest. You're the hipster vet. You're like I'm, the vet. I don't know about I'm the hipster vet, but there's like there's vets where it's like, dude, you were like vet on crack. I don't know. Like when when you see a guy who has a lifted truck, yes, right, and then he yes. has. He's blaring out some sort of heavy metal, mm, and yep. he's vaping. Oh, that's the vape, dude, yep. the vape. I didn't and he's vaping. And he's that all tatted is, up. That is the key. Short the sleeve, vape, short sleeve, or tank top. Tank tops. Tank, top. tank tops in the winter. Tank tops. Backwards cargo, hat, cargo shorts, and cargo shorts, and Oakley glasses. Dude, that is the, Oakley glasses. That he never the, wears them. They're always backwards on his head, like <laughs> like like Guy Fieri. <laughs> Dude, we're being (laughs) like Guy Fieri. (laughs) Welcome to diners, drive-ins, and dives. Oh man! Oh, we're making. Hey, all my all my vet people out there, I'm one of you. I love you, but man, yes, we love our vets. Please get yourself a sense of reality and (laughs) fashion. Buy some flannel. (laughs) Buy some flannel. Go to Eddie Bauer maybe once or twice a year to get you some (laughs) pants, man. Eddie Bauer. That's what we need a bunch of Eddie Bauer vets. That's great. Dude, we need an Eddie Va- an Eddie Bauer vet line. That's that's just just camo like jean jackets. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, well, now that we've officially made everybody and their sister mad. Yeah, we've offended everybody. We so. we really have with this app. We uh yeah. I'm 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 looking forward to the series. And um I feel like do you know what dude, I need my club sandwich. It's time. Oh man. We need to go Here get a club go. sandwich. Club sandwich, no tomato. Don't don't put tomato on my club sandwiches, man. What, what's up with the tomato, man? It's it's a fruit. I I, I am I am. It convinced. is a fruit disguised as a vegetable. I'm right? convinced that the tomato is what the forbidden fruit was, and Eve ate it. Jew, and Jewish people have Jewish people beg to differ and say the pomegranate. So the pomegranate pomegranates are great though. That's the thing. They tomato. have the they have the what is it the four four hundred and thirteen seeds or something like that yeah. the little droplets that's what they say that the fruit was it was a pomegranate because the four hundred and thirteen well, seeds what's the four hundred and thirteen significance is something exactly? uh, that's like the number of laws within the oh, Jewish law okay. so yeah they were breaking the law oh, symbolism oh I see I symbolism. see see I would have thought there were six hundred and sixty six seeds oh my god because it'd have been like six one six six hey six one six okay yeah well Jerry B Jenkins <laughs> disagrees with you and Tim LaHaye for that matter. <laughs> Okay, so I'm do, I'm doing the you, Antichrist. You versus you come to me theology. when you sold a million books. Okay, <laughs> you come to me. I'm trying to get the Greek manuscript. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, Jack, get us out of here. So 
If you enjoy our rants about talking about what the forbidden fruit might be, <laughs> was it a pomegranate? Was it a tomato? It's tomato. You never know. Drop us a line on the sociables, if you will. You could check us out on the Instagram, on the Facebook, on the Tweaker, all at Reformatory Pod. All I know is when I get to heaven, I'm going to walk straight up to you and be like, was it worth it? Was it worth it? Oh, man. Did you like that? Don't cage out. How did it out. taste? Please do not cage hmm? out on Eve. Tomato, pomegranate, whatever it was. Don't was cage it out fine? on Eve. Josh, tell, tell the lovely people what's up with our Patreon. Our Patreon. We don't have enough. There's not enough of them. <laughs> There's never enough. Never enough, Jack. No. Uh, guys, it takes funds and finances to run the podcast. Um, and we would be seriously appreciative if you like what you hear if you would like to partner with us kind of in this ministry to the local church um and you are currently already giving to your local church and happen to have any little cash lying around in the old you know like under your car seat and you're like hey this could go to a subpar coffee from a major coffee distributor or we could go support the reformatory uh, we would greatly appreciate it. And you too could have your name hallowed through the halls hallowed. of this podcast. And uh, give us a like and review on Instagram, not Instagram, good gracious, um, iTunes or Amazon or wherever you get your podcast. Five-star ratings and reviews. We really enjoy that. We enjoy hearing what you guys think of the podcast and um, reach out with any questions or anything like that that you got. And we thank you. For listening to Jack and I's rants and raves. And we will catch you on the next ep of The Reformatory. Mm-hmm.